genre. Welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we're drafting teams to survive the apocalypse with. And joining us for this game, our Protagonist Podcast co-founder, Todd Mack. Welcome back, Todd. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to uh, to draft a team. Yeah, this is one of our first games that we ever played, was a draft, uh, when we were starting to branch out from just talking about characters and stories. Also joining us is all-star guest Todd Peterson. Welcome back, Todd Peterson. It's great to be here. Very glad to have you guys on for this game, which Todd, Mac, I reached out to you and said, we need to have you back on. And you just threw out, out of the blue, this idea of drafting an apocalypse survival team. And immediately it was like, oh, that's what we must do. This this works perfectly. Uh, <laughs> yes. It seems timely. Yes, uh, definitely. We're not trying to get anyone down uh, by talking about an apocalypse. And we're going to leave this as a nebulously defined apocalypse. We're not saying if we're surviving alien apocalypse, zombie apocalypse, pandemic, whatever it may be, we're not going to say. It's just <laughs> you, you, if you've watched enough post-apocalyptic or uh, you know early apocalyptic stories, you know you get your gang together and there are certain archetypes that are there. So we've got a list of archetypes we're going to be looking for. Each of us are going to draft a character from a work of fiction. Um, and then Andrew is going to decide which team is most likely to survive at the end. So producer Andrew, you'll be our judge and also kind of helping to run the show tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. So does anyone have any questions? Oh, wait. You know what? Before we start the game, Todd, you you were with us for 200 plus yes. episodes at this point, And you've got some big news to tell our listeners who who uh, would enjoy this development in your life. So what, what what's something that's exciting that's happened for you lately, Todd? Oh, we just had, a, one month ago, we had a little baby, and it's our first baby in seven years. And I know that's not like the biggest gap ever, but it kind of feels like a lot to us. So we're kind of shaking off the rust uh, and back in the parenting newborn uh, game, which means I'm very sleep deprived right now. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to soldier on. Yes, uh, the whole family gets to enjoy the newborn phase all in tight quarters, all together, all the time, right? Yes, yep, yep. All right, uh, so we, we've got our list. Andrew, do you have uh, a plan of attack in presenting these? Or are we just going to go in the order that's listed on, on the sheet, or do you want to mix it up a little? I think um, just in the order is is fine because it's sort of the order that things were thought of. Okay. And so it's kind of a natural accumulation. All right. And uh, Todd Mack, as the uh, the most recent to have a child, so you'd be most motivated to survive the apocalypse. I think we should let you choose first. Oh, boy. Right off the bat, I'm struggling here. <laughs> I really like all of the picks that I have for this. The first category is leader. Um, oh, man. This is really hard. Uh, I'm going with... Oh, who's it going to be? I'm going with uh, Albus Dumbledore. Albus Dumbledore is the leader of my merry band. He is. He's a great leader. And he is very good with magic, which I think could only help us as the world is coming to an end. 
All right. Uh, so that's my guy, Albus. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. Uh, Todd Peterson, as a, a guest, would you like to go second to this round and, and tell us your, your pick for a leader for your Apocalypse Survival team? I can do this. I have the same trepidations that um, Todd Mack has, but they're not for my leader category, but for their my other ones. Um, I'm really solid in my leader choice. Professor Hulk <laughs> as the leader. So Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. That's, yeah, the, the smart Hulk from uh, the end of the uh, uh, Avengers movies. The uh, From, from end, Endgame. From Endgame, yeah. So, point of order. Uh, does that mean that Bruce Banner is off the table for the rest of the draft? I know. I will say no. I'm just uh, top teachers are choosing a very specific interpretation of the Hulk. So, I think a different interpretation yeah, I think or version would, would still be fair game. Okay. And I think this is important to add. I don't have a whole, like, I don't have Red Hulk or any of the others. It's, I I just picked one Hulk. You you didn't do an entire team of Hulks for the post-apocalyptic wasteland? (laughs) I will admit that I considered it if I could do the all Hulk team, but I went with one. Uh, and the thing is, okay. Hulk's been around for long enough with enough writers uh, trying to reinterpret the character. You you could get an awful lot of these archetypes we're about to list as versions of the Hulk that have appeared <laughs> in in the comics, particularly. But also, you know, there's there's definitely been some twists in the cartoons and the uh, the movies. Yeah, there's right. there's enough content there. Yeah. So we have Albus Dumbledore, so and Professor, Professor Hulk. Hulk. All right, I like it. I am going to choose George Washington, but from Hamilton will be leading our group. So the Christopher oh. Jackson, George Washington. The original cast of Hamilton. Nice. Yeah. Now, Joseph, do you ever wonder if this this George Washington pick is going to be a great leader for about eight years of the apocalypse and then decide someone else should do it? You know, we didn't put parameters on this a is a significant. <laughs> this is a significant and important question. <laughs> We did not put any parameters on how long this apocalypse is going to be lasting. I think he's going to help us survive the primary uh, ordeal and and be ready to launch a new civilization forward, I think, is where we're going to be at with him. Okay. Are we just going to stick with that same rotation, Todd, Todd, Joe? Well, I feel Uh, like we should. Should we snake it? Should we snake it back around? Let's let's do a snake. So Tom oh, Peterson. Okay, snake's a good system. Yeah, will be our next pick. So the next category okay. is okay, scientist. So... Wait, if we're That's snaking, not exactly that mean... a snake. Yeah, so it should go Todd, Todd, Joe, Joe, Todd, Todd, Todd. All right, Todd, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe. Is this like a Spencerian sonnet? <laughs> But if, so right. if it's I, a I snake, then it goes. Right. It goes. I was just doing a rotation. First, second, snake. third. So I should be nice. third, second, first. Okay. Yeah. That, so right. you get you get to pick a scientist this round, and then precisely. And I'm not going to check out the the accuracy of what you just said, but it was glorious, <laughs> even if it wasn't accurate. <laughs> I think the best call here is to is to lead by following. So that's that's how I'm going to do it. All right. Um, as scientist, 
Ooh, I just looked at my list, and now I'm thinking I might go with a wild card I didn't have on there. Um, no, no, I'm going to stick. Now, and gonna... I just want to point out, this this is this is scientist not the same as medical doctor. No, because we'll have the medical doctor coming in, a, in just a little bit <laughs> before too long. Uh, so joining George Washington for me will be Shuri from Black Panther, who was able to... Uh, wow, uh, the leading brains of the Marvel mm. Cinematic Universe with her scientific uh, know-how and uh, present some solutions that seem natural to her that they had never considered, but once she said them, they seemed obvious. So I'm going with Shuri from Black Panther. So that means Todd Peterson is next, right? If we're yes. doing a true snake. A true snake. Q from the James Bond movies i I was thinking star trek immediately i was like wait a second (laughs) i was gonna say how are you gonna spin this as a scientist (laughs) no not that you from from james bond yes that that's science yes that that is i mean my my scientist friends would probably say he's an engineer but let's allow those venn diagrams to overlap they they yeah in in the apocalypse there's room yeah, and in our pop culture world, it's like scientist means any of medical professional slash engineers slash, you know, hard science. There, there's a lot of wiggle room in there. So I think you're fine. And and it would be easy to pick at the newer one. But if we needed to get specific, because, again, multiple timelines and multiple cues, I choose Desmond Llewellyn from way back. The one who's just always so disgusted at, at 007. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... It seems to be a lot of people's role in that film franchise. <laughs> There's room for it, though. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna push the. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take this envelope and I'm gonna push it a little bit, and see if I get any pushback. I would like for my scientist, a team of scientists from Agents yes. of Shield, of yes, course. Be yes. <laughs> yes. It's Fitzsimmons. Uh, May I have them both, please? They do get treated as one, like the uh, Winklevi twins in uh, in Social Network. So I think I- I'm okay with allowing this. Will, Are you okay? Will the judges you? allow it? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, it's all right then. All they, right. They, I love they those are, guys so much. They're kind of a narrative unit in that they don't function independently even when they're separated yes yeah like very rarely do they seem to have thoughts that don't involve the other at least in some way (laughs) okay thank you all right so fitzsimmons is Um, then you get a you get to take the next one too todd okay wait wait, when is todd peterson gonna go first on one of these he doesn't Uh, in the true snake he does not do we need to rotate it just but he's one, always the one, middle. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's a strong point to to be picking from. I'm ne- I am always the cream center and never the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So what's our next category, Andrew? Uh, okay. So uh, this, Todd, if you've got it, you could you can announce. Yeah, the next category is muscle. And there's only one name that comes to mind when you say the word muscle, and it is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not a character. <laughs> so he, I know he's not a character. 
But I mean, I'll tell you what, he has given us a plethora of characters from which to choose. Bounced around a, a few different ones, but tonight at the dinner table, my daughter helped me to settle on Maui from Moana. But she didn't see that coming. Well, that's, a, that's a strong choice. He's got magic. Go his Jumanji avatar role. But no, I like Maui. So. Smolder Bravestone, I think. Yes, I think that sounds right. <laughs> it's, it's I've got Maui. Okay. All right, Todd Peterson, you are at the Creamy Center once again. <laughs> For the muscle, I choose Drax the Destroyer. Mm, good one. Because it gets me also uh, dedication, honor, heart, and good jokes. <laughs> These are important. I mean, not intended as good jokes. No, correct. Yeah, that's why they're good. Like, like he that. is not being funny. Correct. And you wouldn't you and during the apocalypse, you don't want anybody like cracking wise. But you would want somebody that's like you could just laugh because they're just so like. True. All right, I'm going to follow a little bit of Todd Peterson's lead. I had several options here, but I'm going with the first one I wrote down. But I'm going to be going with a Marvel comic book version and not a film adaptation version of this character. I will be taking the thing from the Fantastic Four as the muscle. Ooh, yes. The ever-loving blue-eyed thing. Yes. I think a really under, as far as like general pop culture, terribly underrated character because there's never been a great film adaptation of the Fantastic Four or the thing. Um, But as far as like a member of the team who is there to be the muscle have the rough exterior, but also have that heart of gold. The thing is one of the, the best examples I can think of. It's a decent choice. I like it. Joe, you get a, you get to come in with the next wave as well. All right. So our next category was doctor, which I decided to mean medical doctor. <laughs> uh, and I think that's probably what we all, we all interpreted that one as, and I had so many great options uh, run through my head for this. I think this might be the one I had the most for. That's a very full pop culture category. Like that is that is an abundant category. But in the end, thinking that this was going to be an apocalyptic scenario, I decided to choose the doctor from Star Trek Voyager, who is a hologram and therefore won't die, won't get infected. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be able to help. And also, and also won't exist when the power goes off. <laughs> well, he's, he's got Voyager technology. They had uh, quite, quite the power <laughs> cell battery system there. Yeah, the, 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 whatever Just battery system saying. he has in that century, that's coming with him <laughs> to this uh, apocalyptic okay. scenario. <laughs> so I'm thinking, so the doctor I... from Voyager plus power supply. Yes, the power supply. You got Fitzsimmons, I get the batteries from Voyager. <laughs> That's fine. You can have the batteries from Voyager. Does that doctor have a name? I think he's just the doctor. It's been so many years since I watched any episode of Voyager, but I want to say he was just the doctor, at least at the point I was watching the series. I would not be surprised if they had him choose a name at some point, but I think he was just the doctor. All right, Todd Peterson, your medical doctor choice. I went many directions, but then I settled on... 
the Swiss Army Knife of Doctors, Stephen Strange. Oh, that was oh, on my short list. That is a fantastic choice. I did not think of him. So we, we get a real surgeon plus also a uh, master of the mystic arts. That is a potent combination. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. I and thought you about that one. The kids and I thought about that at dinner tonight. An American accent. Yeah. Correct. And he could be, he could be uh, any of them. I, I always visualize the Ditko, Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Dr. Strange is really, you know, aces. Okay. I'm really glad none of you picked mine. Uh, well, I was thinking that it, if this really truly is the apocalypse, then I don't want some doctor that's all technological and fancy dancy. I want somebody that knows how to sew up gunshot wounds and well, you I know you took my second bear story. attack wounds, and I, you know perhaps I think I know where it's going. I'm going with Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. Ooh, that's when when we were dealing with like the initial pitch of apocalypse and here's, you know, characters and doctor went on there. That was one of the first ones that I thought of. Yeah, I I really uh, I would I would be happy to have her on the team. And I would love to see the the, the you know, the conversations between Dr. Quinn and uh, Maui, I feel like. There would be some real We're getting some real strange group dynamics that are coming coming in here. (laughs) I think after the next after the next round we'll be five deep. We should recap what everyone's team is made up of so we can think about the team dynamics for a second. Okay. Um, I just wanna I I wanna ask Todd Mack a question. Since Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, was practicing right after the Civil War, will there be someone on hand to teach your doctor about uh, microbiology? Um, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah gonna ask it's me. Simmons. <laughs> okay, then you're set. You're set. She's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask whether or not Dr. Quinn comes with her power supply. <laughs> Is that Sully? <laughs> <laughs> He's got really great uh, hair. There's a portion of Roddy that's laugh very hard and a portion who has no idea what that joke was about. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, my kids are in the second are in the second half of that right now. We have not we have not uh, indulged <laughs> in Doctor Quinn yet. Yet, the day will come. Okay, and uh, that means I get to head off the next pick. I'm so glad that nobody is going to be able to steal from me. Uh, this is the category is entertainment slash bard. And when you say the word bard, there's only one name in fiction that comes to my mind. Oh, it is Quoth from mm-hmm. The Name of the Wind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you took mine. <laughs> I thought that I might. <laughs> so, uh, this is kind I of actually do have her. <laughs> what was that? There's such a great silence over this. Patrick Rothfuss um, poaching that Todd Mack has just done. <laughs> it's like uh, tumbleweeds blowing across the horizon now. <laughs> the thing is, is that I actually really, really like my plan B a lot. Uh, Would you prefer but, to take your plan B but right I felt now? Like the... 
And then, uh, Peterson, could I interest you in taking your plan B? <laughs> my plan B? No, my my plan A is gonna is gonna rock. Oh, okay, Some I just assumed Kavos was gonna be taken twice before I got to pick. <laughs> uh, see, there really is a part of me, Joe. If you don't have anybody else, I'll let no. you have Kavos, no, no, and I'll got, use my plan B because I really, really like him. Okay, all right, okay. But you, but uh, at the end, we have to bring out our I, dad. Yeah, I want to. I want to know who that plan B was. <laughs> He's Todd. really good. All right, Todd. All right, for my uh, entertainment slash bard, uh, I choose Brian May, lead guitarist of Queen. <laughs> is this is this from? Uh... Because then I get an astrophysicist and a uh, musician. All right. Okay. Is that <laughs> like I like I want to form an argument, but nothing's coming. Well, the argument is that he's not a character from a fictional work. Well, he but, could be from uh, but, Bohemian but is, is rock star right? performer. Well, right. So this is what I was saying. Like, it, it, does he? Does Brian May have enough of a persona as being a member of a band to count? I mean, was he was I, he portrayed? Was in Bohemian this is the Rhapsody. only time I, I think so. this is the only question I have. Was he portrayed in Bohemian Rhapsody? I, I'm sure he must have been. So, so oh, yeah, yeah. So we're okay. good. Then he counts. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, so he can be fictionalized. This is the only time I. Cr- this is be- the only time yeah. I cross that line. I'm gonna need this this argument. It's the Bohemian guy. Rhapsody version. Yes, really that's invested. how we'll do it. The Bohemian Mac, the Bohemian Rhapsody, Brian May of Queen. I'm invested in letting a real person become fictional and allow it because my pick is going to be William Shakespeare from that episode of Doctor Who when he helped <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> I uh, felt like this might unlock a door for, for others. Yeah, yeah so I am I am 100% <laughs> okay. in Todd Peterson's corner, corner on this one. Now, I mean, Joseph, Joe had already picked George Washington from Hamilton, but it was oh, George Washington. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I've got a couple okay, of other so, options. Okay, so the bard. Yeah, yeah, the bard. <laughs> this was my number two after Quoth from Name of the Wind. Uh, my number two was Shakespeare, but I did have a few other options that I could have drawn from. But if we're going to allow, I, I didn't realize I now right, have so, George Washington and William Shakespeare on my on my team. But but here we are. <laughs> um. So. Let's just real quick do a, a fast rundown. Each of your teams thus far, five people deep, uh, uh, sort of, for Todd. Okay, so I have as leader Albus Dumbledore, as scientist Fitz Simmons from Agents of Shield. My muscle is Maui from Moana. My doctor is Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, and my entertainment is Quoth from The Name of the Wind. Todd Peterson. My leader is Professor Hulk from Avengers uh, Endgame. My scientist is Q from the James Bond movies. My muscle is Drax the Destroyer from the movies, not the comics. My doctor is Doctor Strange from the Silver Age comics. And my entertainment is Brian May of Queen from the (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody movie. 
Uh, all right. Uh, my leader is George Washington from Hamilton. My scientist is Shuri from the Black Panther movie. My muscle is the thing from the Fantastic Four comic books. My doctor is the hologram doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And my entertainment slash bard is William Shakespeare from Doctor Who. Guys, so the, I have a question the real thing about with this. that episode about William Shakespeare was the shape of the globe was allowing aliens to summon a demon. I think that's why the globe was such a weird shape. Anyway, let's go on. What was your question, Todd? Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we remember. <laughs> well, no, I just have a question about. So William Shakespeare is in this group. I mean, I'm imagining you like hacking your way through the apocalypse. What does he do? Like, I mean, Quoth is, you know, he could sing us songs in the evening or something. Shakespeare is like pen in hand i mean are, 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 like here's ink the in your eyes here? yeah i mean are you gonna be putting on like full-on productions he's gonna be like okay uh doctor from the voyager hologram person you're going to play the role of romeo and you the thing from the you are going to be uh you know like uh, <laughs> but see you- have have any of you read uh station 11 by emily no. mandel First off, highly recommended. It is a post-apocalypse novel about a traveling Shakespeare company. So if you had Shakespeare with you, then you would be able to nail that one. That's, you know, that's true. Thank you, Todd. I'm just wondering how much George Washington from Hamilton is going to be (laughs) like, yeah, Shakespeare, I'll put on this wig for you. I guess sure he's going to have all of the Washington female parts. Maybe plays. Washington had plays performed for his troops to inspire them. He knew the okay, value of the right. story. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Got it. And also, just, I'm pretty sure Shakespeare could could drop some some rhymes off the cuff and really entertain people in the evening. Just a little rap yes. battle with. Like, I mean, that's going to go. That's Joseph. That's going to go over very well with. Washington from Hamilton. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yes. We'll be dro- dropping verses together. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. And I, I may or may uh, not. Joe, have... you get you get a you get to start the next pick. Okay. All right. What is our next uh category? I've mis- I, I'm I've lost my spot here. Oh, it's the troublemaker with a heart of gold. Uh <laughs> And, and this is almost as easy to fill out as the doctor category, because it turns out once you start to look for it, writers really love to introduce troublemakers with hearts of gold. But I'm going to be going with Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. Yeah, that is a good one. Okay. Very nice. Is it me? Uh, yes. yes. You're up. Yeah. All right. This is my favorite draft pick of the whole game. Hold on, pause. For me. I think we've done pretty well at this, but I just realized we might want to give one sentence summaries for people who are unfamiliar. I think in general, we've kind of touched on who these people are. Spike in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a vampire who's kind of neutral morally, so he never gets stabbed by Buffy, uh, but then he gets his soul back, so he actually becomes full on good, but with still a lot of snark and cynicism and, a, uh, and enough troublemaking spirit. I think either no soul or sold version of spike would count as troublemaker with a heart of gold. All right, Todd Peterson, you Excellent. said this is your favorite pick. Okay. So, um, this gets a chance for me to do, uh, someone who is both the troublemaker and the heart of gold. Zephod Brubobox from, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Not only is a troublemaker, but he also has a ship called the heart of gold. Oh, gosh. 
All right. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> Can you give the and three ar- and three arms? Can you give the one sentence summary of this character? Oh my, oh my gosh, I think that's nearly impossible. Uh, can I just say played by Sam Rockwell in that sort of uh, um, movie version that we're not sure who liked it. Um, Zephod Briebelbrox is uh, the uh, president of the galaxy in the um, Douglas Adams Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, uh, stories. Um, and he's, uh, he's all kinds of trouble, but he's really pretty great. And he has a ship, um, that he has stolen, uh, from his own country called the heart of gold. And it has an improbability drive that allows very interesting things to happen. That's probably, I've said too much. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's good. Good pencil sketch of that character. (laughs) All right. Zaphod Beeblebrox, the fourth. Okay. So I interpreted this character a little differently. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm not sure that I interpret it exactly correctly, but I don't know that there really are right answers here. But um, when I thought of Troublemaker, I was just thinking of somebody who's always getting in trouble, but has a heart of gold. And uh, again, we were talking about this at the dinner table. And the first name that came to mind was Buddy the Elf from Elf. So <laughs> I know he's not exactly, uh, you know, like the trickster, which is he's what, not what I uh, was thinking of. Which is what you were wh- what you were thinking, like Spike. He's a trickster character. Uh, Zaphod, I'm just unfamiliar with Hitchhiker's Guide, so I'm guessing. Probably a trickster character, Todd Peterson. Um, no, really, his ship a, a terrible person. A trick, trickster a, character, <laughs> right? But Zaphod is actually pretty terrible. But um, he's one of those kinds of terrible people who ends up being kind of not so terrible in the end. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going with uh, Buddy the Elf because I like him, and so do my kids. <clears throat> Uh, the next category here is double agent. And it was left kind of open as to what <laughs> what exactly that means. So I guess y- you might think of this as somebody who you don't sh- you're not sure where their allegiances lie. I actually just chose to think of it as somebody that if I wanted to send as a spy someplace to be a double agent, then this is who I would send. Uh, it's I think that's uh, fair. Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff from the movies. From the movies, okay. She's my double agent. Yes. So she's this is Black Widow from the Avengers movies. Uh, she's awesome and she's a great spy. And, and I'd like to have her sides. on my team. <laughs> yeah. And she has been on both sides. <clears throat> and she actually plays both sides in Civil War. Like yeah. quite well, I think. Mm-hmm. So she's my double agent. All right, Todd Peterson, your double agent. Lando Calrissian. Oh, I thought of him too. Oh. He's good. That's a good pick. Good one. And uh, I, you know, Lando. <laughs> I I don't know what to say about Lando. <laughs> yeah, what what do you want to do for a one sentence description of Lando? Uh, the guy who sold out all the Star Wars people. Um, in The Empire Strikes Back. 
but for Let's the greater that, good. In a and, way. and he really did. He sold out both sides. Yeah. Right. He he was he was absolutely perfectly self invested, and yet he was awesome at the start of all the stuff. You know, like when he was the guy who owned the Millennium Falcon, and he was awesome at the end uh, in the final movie. You know, when he did that thing. I, I guess yep. every people have seen it, but he did that thing, and it was great. So he was he was all the things. Yep, I like that pick. Have you guys ever seen uh, the Lego or Droid Tales, the Lego Star Wars cartoon series? Oh, no. no. I, I highly recommend it. It has some of the best jokes about Star Wars ever. And, and George Lucas seems like, I think this was before the Disney purchase. So Lucas was involved in like, they all signed off on all these jokes. But when Lando gets introduced, he's like, Han, old buddy, I hate you so much. Or do I? I could be joking, but you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, my double agent is uh, I went to like back in, in the recesses of my mind. I thought to one of the most betrayed I'd felt by a character in a long time. And Todd, this is going back to our college days when we were roommates and we were binging the TV series <laughs> 24. So I took Nina Myers as the double agent. Oh, that's at the very end. Yeah. Isn't it towards the end? Oh, man. I don't remember hardly anything about that, except I remember my heart just (laughs) breaking. My memory, and it has been so long since I watched the first season of 24, but I'm pretty sure it's like the last scenes of the season, you find out she was a double agent, and you just feel so angry and betrayed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, 24, spy show. One of them was a double agent. Uh, Let's just kind of accept that as the premise (laughs) of so many spy shows. And uh, Nina Myers was it in 24. <laughs> and, and it was sold so well that she was like the trusted ally uh, that that wasn't going to turn. And then then she did. Oh, man, that's hard. That's harsh. All right, Todd totally Mack. Uh, or no, wait, is it, is it me now? All right, it's me. You're up. Yeah, you'll, you'll take it over again. OK, this one is the the totally inept. How are they even still here and alive? Pick. And uh, I'm kind of glad I got to go first on this because I am definitely going to be taking Bob from What About Bob? Oh, that's a great (laughs) pick. Oh, that's that's fantastic for this. And also, it's not only they're totally inept. How are they still here? But they also kind of save the day constantly for uh, not because they're trying to. Yeah. And so you get that. (laughs) Yeah. And so there's that mix of like the inexplicable, like, how are they doing this? But also the like. Okay, but like they're definitely doing this. It's not just that they're like riding along. Like somehow he is. It. it I mean, I don't want to like take somebody else's, but it's almost a Mister Magoo kind of effect. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what about Bob? Great Bill Murray movie with uh, uh, Bill Murray playing this character named Bob, who is just completely incapable of functioning uh, and is trying to take steps. Uh, and as he does, he kind of like fixes a lot of things as he is himself completely incompetent in every way imaginable. <laughs> I really like that. All right, Todd Peterson. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, that is a great pick too. Mm hmm. Um, so those of you who can't remember, that is pre-Star-Lord. Um, uh, and Andy Dwyer is just sort of this guy who is really bad at everything, but 
he is a good he's great to rally people right johnny karate mouse rat um and uh all these other kinds of things he's the guy who wrote uh the little sebastian your five thousand candles in the wind and i think we would want him to sing to us <laughs> so maybe he's also doing double duty as the bard he's, he's like a, a a bonus bard he's a bonus bard and if brian may from the movie was to be able to um sit in with mouse rat i think we'd have something pretty great <laughs> Okay. Um, well, again, there's only one name that comes to mind when I think of totally inept in the in the films, and yet somehow survives, and it's Eugene Proctor from the film Pure Luck. Uh, this is <laughs> we made some good comedy from this uh, one. <laughs> amazing uh, '90s comedy, Pure Luck, with um, uh, Danny Glover and Martin Short. And Martin Short plays this guy that has horrible, horrible luck and is hired to go to Mexico thinking that he's a detective looking for a girl with horrible luck. But actually, he's just been hired because the hope is that he will stumble into the same accident that she did that made her disappear. And <laughs> it's a fantastic, fantastic, very funny movie. Uh, and so that's who it is. Eugene Proctor from oh, so, luck. so for our totally inept characters we managed to pull in bill murray martin short and uh chris pratt that is like yeah some good comedy chops were introduced <laughs> at this stage of our apocalypse that is strong okay um okay next category is uh the out of touch um the uh we we got a little help here um so the out of touch I was I was trying to identify this one and the only like the best way I could describe it was with a character. I couldn't help it. Yeah. Um so we've got Sharpay Evans uh from uh High School Musical. Well, we never She's said what, the, what uh, Andrew's example was the millionaire on Gilligan's Island. Just someone who is unfamiliar <laughs> with what is going on. Right. Which destroyed me because that would have been my choice. Mr. Howell. Um Oh but... yeah, he's good. Well, and I, I thought it was like, okay, but like, maybe I have to remove this choice. Yeah. So yeah. Well, my pick Sharpay. is Sharpay Evans. Sharpay Evans from High School Musical, the original and all of the other ones. And uh, she's definitely out of touch. And I think she would be, uh, she would fit. I don't know. She's here. <laughs> nobody's nobody's going to want her there, but, but she's there. Sharpay. She could sing. She could sing it. She would be dying to sing a duet with Quoth. Like the whole time. Oh. Every time Quoth opens her mouth, she would think, oh my gosh, I've got to be singing with that guy. <laughs> She'd be very clingy about Quoth, I think. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Sharpay. All right, Todd Peterson. Todd Peterson. Who's your out of touch character? I thought about this a lot. I thought about this a lot. And, uh... I don't know that I want her on the team, but I feel like um, in order for the team to be complete with an out-of-touch person, we would need Lucille Bluth from uh, Arrested Development. That's a really good pick. <laughs> that is, that is and I think that she would be so out of touch that she would oh, pull man. the rest of the team to being in touch. Man, like, that's that would, good. That would be the function. I'm just, I'm just, I'm getting a flash of one of her lines. <laughs> 
it's just a banana. What could it cost? Twenty dollars? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just exactly. one banana. That's all. Oh, man. So Lucille Bluth is the matriarch of this whole family that's out of touch in the, in the TV show Arrested Development, a family that was just all spoiled and rich and had their money taken away and do not know how to function in society. She's yeah, and she's a horrible person, but but an amazing kind of glue. Yeah. That's a good oh, that, pick. That is a good pick. All right. My out of touch character, and she might not be the most robust one to have around during an apocalypse, but I am taking the Dowager Countess Violet Crawley from Downton Abbey. <laughs> uh, mostly because when I thought of out-of-touch character, all I could think of was her line, what is a weak end? <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah. The, uh, All right. A similar matriarch of a very wealthy family that would not know what to do in a uh, removed from her social station at all. That would have no sense of what was going on. All right. Our next category is the loner. And we specifically said someone who survived on their own for years, but is now like becoming part of the group. Like, like would... Oh, clearly implies they'd rather be alone frequently, but also has been latched into this pseudo family that we're all building. So for, for the loner, I'm going to be taking guys, the Mandalorian. Ah, that was my, that was one of my top two. Let's say. Well, we'll, we'll see if Todd Peterson takes your, uh, your number two, Todd Mack. I really hope not. <laughs> well, Oh, wait. I have an A and a B. Uh, Mandalorian is the titular character from the Star Wars uh, TV series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, he is a bounty hunter by trade who wears the awesome Boba Fett-style armor. Uh, and he is... The, the TV series is called The Mandalorian, and he just kind of gets called Mando, if anyone tries to refer to him in the series. We learned his name, but I can't remember it, because he's just Mando or The Mandalorian. Uh, but super competent uh, fighter and uh, tactician, I would say, is kind of his character traits. All right. Uh, that description has just made me switch to my plan B for the loner. Um, and I'm going to go with Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yes, I love it. This is. Uh, I don't know if your team would, I, I, would survive I, a violent apocalypse, but they'd be the most fun to wander the the world with. I think. That's that's what I was thinking. I have this kind of first tier, and then this kind of second uh, B story comedic team. Uh, you know, and I, I just everybody else that I could think of that would survive on their own would just be so dark, and I just would need someone who could counterbalance Lucille Bluth. So uh, I think Ron could do it. <laughs> And Ron oh, Swanson, of course, was the anti-government, um, the the anti-government uh, uh, city employee from Parks and Rec, uh, played by Nick Offerman, who really just sort of uh, anchored that show. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, I'm just uh, I'm going to play this one straight down the middle, and I'm going with uh, Robert Neville, who is uh, the guy played by Will Smith in I Am Legend. Mm. That guy spent a lot of time on his own, and mm -hmm. he is super competent. 
and I wouldn't mind having him on my team at the end of the world. Really, I would take Will Smith, you know, in practically any role at the end of the world. <laughs> it but, hasn't happened, but I wasn't going to be surprised if we all ended up with a Will Smith on our team. <laughs> when we're dealing with post-apocalyptic stories, he, he had his run there of kind of anchoring these kinds of films for a bit. Yeah. Well, I'm going with his I Am Legend character. Yeah, I mean, it, but you've got options. You want a vampire apocalypse, a robot apocalypse, an alien apocalypse. Yeah. Pre-industrial revolution. What, what you got the, Wild Wild uh, West. Wasn't he in the After Earth? Was, it, was that what it was called? The Shyamalan film that oh, I never yep, saw? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so just an After Earth apocalypse. Yep, After Earth. <laughs> okay. Right, back. What is our next category? I... Oh, man. See, this is really tricky right now because I'm afraid that if I... Uh, all right, I I stole I stole you guys, so I'm I'm gonna take a risk that maybe. I, okay, here we go. So the next category is the heart of the group, and um, I don't know what to think about that. The heart of the group. What does that mean? Uh, but the first thing that came to my mind was the doctor's wife from the novel Blindness. Uh, by Jose Saramago, which is, uh, we talked about it on the podcast a while ago. It's this novel about a pandemic where everyone on earth uh, goes blind except for one person. And that one person is the wife of uh, a doctor. And she becomes kind of the main character in the story. And she's just totally awesome and kind of keeps everybody going. And uh, I don't know, I really like her. So I'm going with the doctor's wife from Blindness. I like that pick. Todd Peterson. And if any of you take my other pick, I'm going to be really sad. Todd Peterson, heart of the group. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Mm, good pick. And just for no reason other than when everything just was would be down, he'd be like, come on, guys. And we'd all we'd all like do it for him. <laughs> I, I would. All right. Uh, for my pick, I'm not. I'm just gonna diverge real quick. I'm not gonna take this one, but I just want to know: Did you guys choose the guy who had the heart ring in Captain Planet for your team, like as an option for this one? Because that was the first. <laughs> <name>. <laughs> but then I looked it no, up. Man, you're, I, you were clear on that one. M A dash T I. I'm like, was it Marty? Is that how he said that? I couldn't remember how they said his name. I'm not going with him. That's not my pick. It was just the first one that came came to mind. <laughs> I, and I never understood on Captain Planet. It's like Earth, Wind, Fire, and Water, and then Heart. How is Heart one of the elements at this point? It, it was very odd. Uh, but uh, and uh, sorry for that divergence. I'm going to be taking the character of Bottom from the Rude Mechanicals in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Nice. Very good. Can I tell you guys who I had in mind when I picked this, um, when I put this on the list? Please do. I mean, admittedly, a lot of my thoughts went to Lost, and this one was specifically Hurley. Oh. Um, yeah. But I was thinking Lost for a lot of these characters. I had Sawyer earlier as an option for Lost. and, and... As a troublemaker? Yeah. With a heart of gold? gold? Yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was that was kind of my my thought process for that one too. <laughs> uh, just real quick, uh, bottom the character from uh, from Midsummer Night's Dream is this kind of B story plot in it where he just wants to get a group of people together to perform this play, and he is so earnest but also 
so not right for what he's trying to accomplish but he is so like pure in his desire to do this thing that you kind of root for it all to go to go for him go right for him so that that's why i put him in uh in as the heart of the group um let's see um all right uh our next option is the new slash young slash naive one so the kid you know whenever you get in the gang together there's always the one who this is their first rodeo and they don't quite know the ropes and everyone else can kind of like they're all a mentor at some point to the kid um and so i'm going to be taking uh share from clueless as the new naive oh <laughs> it's a good pick uh we we covered this recently the uh 90s update of uh jane austen's emma share who uh at times thinks she's in complete control but other times has moments of self-realization that maybe maybe she's misread everything but is largely naive about what is happening around her so that is my pick that's pretty good is it me? Yeah, you're up. My uh, pick for the the new guy is the little tiny green droid from Rise of Skywalker, Do or D Zero. I can't remember what they call him, but the uh, little the little Dio. cone face guy. Yeah, Dio. Dio. That's right. Like Ronnie James Dio. Like uh, him. He just seemed like he was pretty great, and he was thankful when people helped him. <laughs> I like Dio. You scared me for a second there when you said Little Green from Star Wars. I, my kid is, of course, oh. Baby Yoda. Oh, uh. that, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> Who I almost picked for the heart of the group, but now I don't have to because I get him for the kid. Baby that Yoda. Is, uh, such a great pick. He's uh, my kid. Because also, you know, the trope okay, is the that next the, the category kid needs, oh, go ahead. needs the moment where they save the day. Like, they, they have to step up at some point, and Baby Yoda absolutely does. Oh, man. I'm so glad that I was able to sneak that in under the wire. I thought for sure you were going to take it, Todd. Now I'm angry that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next category is uh, Snitch. And, I, well, I, I'll be honest, twice. Uh, first thing is I really struggled to think of this. Second thing is I had about three minutes to think of something <laughs> because this was a late uh, a late entry to the the game. Um, I'm again going to possibly intentionally misinterpret what a snitch is. <laughs> um, so I was thinking. I was thinking of snitch and double agent. We we had a little bit of conversation about what's the difference between a snitch and a double agent. Um, in in on my team, the double agent is the person that you would send someplace else to get intel. The snitch is the person that is in your group, and you don't know that they're bad, but they are. Uh, they're going to turn on you, and so that for me is Ben Linus from uh, Lost. Ah, oh. that right. guy. That's a good one. That guy is the worst. Mm -hmm. And I would. I hate that I just put him on my team because <laughs> it's just going to be mayhem now. 
but uh, but Natasha's there. Maybe she can take care of him. Or Albus Dumbledore, I guess, could do so as well. <laughs> That's pretty good. My snitch is deep. Um, but uh, Fredo Corleone. Oh, yeah. Kind of from The Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, I, I don't even know if I can do one sentence on him. Um, but of course, you know, he's um, the brother who uh, messes up the family business, you know. Guess he has to go out in the boat. He's got he's to pay for it. So I just figured that it would give some gravitas to the whole deal after i loaded my thing with lucille Bruce right and ron swanson <laughs> and andy dwyer right and andy dwyer. <laughs> yeah and uh but anyways and- i figured that, that that in the story of this there's the somebody who's gonna have to be like carted off fredo would so say it was zombies fredo's the guy who would who would have been bitten but not tell anybody so my question is who on your team is going to be the one to take him out on the boat Lucille Bluth. <laughs> Lucille Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Who else who else would it be? Okay. My uh snitch and and to differentiate double agent and snitch, I kind of had it in mind that double digit agent all along is working both sides both sides. The snitch, like the opportunity arises where it may benefit them to jump, and they do. So I'm gonna be taking uh, Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park, the Wayne Knight character, because I think mm-hmm. I think that was strictly oh. financial need is what drove him to snitch. Not all along, I'm planning to ruin this and turn dinosaurs loose on the island. It was I've I've got a financial situation and someone is providing me with an out, so I'm going to jump at it. That's a really good pick. And just for the record, I think that your interpretation of those two roles is much more correct than mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm just fine. saying. We're, we're making this all up as we go along. <laughs> all right. Our uh, next category is the crazy one who is actually right about everything. And uh, I had a couple good options I felt for this, but I'm going to be taking uh, with. Oh, man. Now, now I'm doing the, the waffling thing that we all do. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to take Jason from The Good Place on as this one uh because (laughs) oh my gosh that is amazing such a good pick (laughs) don't particularly in the last season (laughs) he said so many things that were dumb and then like two episodes later you look back and like oh he described exactly what's happening (laughs) but it was so dumb sounding in the moment coming from jason that's a really good pick I liked my number two pick, but I, I, I'm I, your reaction made me feel like I chose the right one. Yeah, yeah, you did, Todd Peterson. Oh gosh, I was just thinking about. Uh, I just made a change to my uh, one that goes next, but uh, that's just to build tension. Crazy one who's actually right about everything. I, I, I just feel like I got to go with my heart and and go Jeff Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, of course, the um, the main character of the Coen Brothers, Big Lebowski, played by Jeff Bridges, is it Jeff Lebowski? It's Jeff Lebowski. It's the Big Lebowski. It's got to be. 
The big, the big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, what is the character's name? Jeff. I'm just Lebowski. doing that right now. Jeffrey the Dude Lebowski. Yep, the dude. I should have said the dude. That would have been better. The dude's sweater and everything. He's the one who really knows what's going on. Okay. Uh, okay, my crazy one that's always right about everything uh, could be none other than Don Quixote de la Mancha. Mm. I kind of had a sense of where <laughs> of this course. one was going to go for Todd. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that, uh, I mean, Joe said, oh yeah, there's three extra categories, didn't you see? And I said, oh, crazy one? Okay, I know who that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Don Quixote. <laughs> He'll be awesome. I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing the the last three uh, that I've written down: Yoda, Ben Linus, and Don Quixote. <laughs> like, oh, I really like my team. I like how this is shaping up. <laughs> There's so much potential here. So much potential. All right, um, our final category. So he's my crazy one. Todd is uh, the, the cynic. cynic who comes around. Yeah. Oh man, I have a couple that I really like a lot here uh i'm going to end up with um rooster cogburn from uh true grit this is the i'm gonna go with the john wayne version although the jeff bridges version is also really great but i'm going with uh john wayne as rooster cogburn from the film true grit he's this old one-eyed texas marshal that um is salty and cynical and has to he gets hired by this young girl to go out and try to find the man that murdered her father. And uh, over the course of the film, uh, his his uh, his rocky heart softens, and it's a great it's a great film. Hey Todd, could you uh, gift us uh, a quick John Wayne Im- impression? <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> right on the spot like that. <laughs> oh, I know you have it in the, you. I don't Just know. speak the word pilgrim. Pilgrim. <laughs> I can't. I'm only good for one uh for one uh impression on this podcast and we all know what that one is. So that'd be uh, Jack Burton, right? Is that the character name? No, Jack. Is it Burton? Jack. Is that his name? The the suspiciously absent from this list. I Jack know. Burton. I cannot believe that he's not here from the Pork Chop Express. <laughs> Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. Okay. All anyway, right. it's Rooster Cogburn from True Grit. All right. Todd Peterson. Uh, mine is running back to my kind of middle um, comedic thread, and I think I'm going to go with April Ludgate, also from Parks and Rec. Um, she would <laughs> I like be April. The, she, April would be the person who hated everybody on the team, and so uh, I thought that that would be kind of fun narratively for when she finally says okay fine and uh that would be a great moment so april Ludgate, she's uh played by aubrey plaza um and she's just marvelous and she wants that what's so great about april is she's always got this sort of goth uh front um and indifferent front but she's actually really good and really caring and um uh every now and then she lets that um cynical mask slip and it's just uh fantastic I like that pick. Agreed. Uh, this one is one. You have that three I... from Parks and Rec. 
I know. I think it's just because we watched that show that they did uh, recently. And so a lot of I was like, oh, I miss all these characters. I, I have Tom Haverford on this list and all these other people, but I just never went there. Uh, for me, the iconic version of the cynic who comes around has been drilled into my head endlessly of late because my three year old has developed a full obsession with the Death Star trench run scene from Star Wars. So I will be taking Han Solo, mm. who is one of the great examples of this, where they have fully left, but then at the last second, right when you need them, here they come, riding in as a cavalry to save the day. I like it. It's a strong one. I, I, All right, that, after that we hear these teams, it I do want to hear our alternates that that we uh, we weren't able to to get because I'm really interested in what some some second and third choices might have oh, been. Oh man! All right, so we read through our yeah, own teams. Todd, Mac, do you want to run through everyone that you have? Okay, so my list is I just lost it. Okay, my list is as leader Albus Dumbledore, as scientists Fitz and Simmons from uh agents of shield my muscle is maui from moana the doctor is dr quinn medicine woman uh, the entertainment is kavoth from the novel the name of the wind the troublemaker is buddy the elf the double agent is natasha romanov the totally inept is eugene proctor from pure luck the out of touch is sharpay evans from high school musical the loner is Robert Neville from I Am Legend. The heart of the team is the doctor's wife from the novel Blindness. The kid is Baby Yoda from Mandalorian. The snitch is Ben Linus from Lost. The crazy one is Don Quixote de la Mancha, the original. And the cynic is Rooster Cogburn, played by John Wayne from the film True Grit. That's I'm just trying team. to imagine them all sitting around a campfire one night, and that is quite <laughs> the gathering. <laughs> Uh, like, what is Ben Linus going to be really, talking it's a about team. With, with Buddy the Elf there? <laughs> he's just going to be rolling his eyes constantly. <laughs> Actually, he's not, because he's no, going to be wasn't. all like... Uh, he's going to be stoic. He would play gonna, every role. Yeah, he's going to be stoic, but we as an audience are going to know he's rolling his eyes on the inside <laughs> as we see him. He's going to be besties <laughs> with everybody for different reasons until he just turns around and stabs them all in the back. I hate that guy. Why did I put him on my team? <laughs> <laughs> Worst. Okay. All right. Uh, Todd Peterson. All right. My team leader, Professor Hulk, scientist Q from the 007 films, Muscle Drax, uh, the Destroyer, Doctor, Doctor Stephen Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts, Entertainment Bard is Brian May from Queen from the Bohemian Rhapsody film. Uh, guitar player and astrophysicist. Uh, the troublemaker with a heart of gold is Zaphod Beeblebrox uh, from the um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Double agent Lando Calrissian. The totally inept How Are They Still Here guy is Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. The out of touch uh, person is Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development. And the loner who survived on their own for years before the group interacts with them is Ron Swanson. The heart of the group is the Tom Holland Spider-Man. The new young one is uh, the little tiny green droid Dio from that last Star Wars movie. The snitch is Fredo, Carleo Fredo Carleone. Uh, and the crazy one who is actually right about everything is the dude from The Big Lebowski. And the cynic who comes around is April Ludgate, also from Parks and Rec. 
Okay, my leader, George Washington from Hamilton, scientist, Shuri from Black Panther, Muscle, <laughs> the thing from the comic books, uh, Fantastic Four comic books, Doctor is the Doctor from Voyager, Entertainment slash Bard is William Shakespeare from Doctor Who, Troublemaker with a Heart of Gold is Spike from Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer, the Double Agent is Nina Myers from 24, the Totally Inept character is Bob from What About Bob, the Out of Touch character is Violet Crowley from Downton Abbey. <laughs> I don't know how my team could possibly survive an apocalypse. So I'm running through this. Oh, here we go. Loader <laughs> is Mando from The Mandalorian. So yeah, that's they, how they, they survive. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. At least one of them does. <laughs> the heart of the team is bottom. I mean, from... He's not going to carry a lot of weight with him, but. <laughs> um, the heart of the team is bottom from Midsummer Night's Dream. The kid is Cher from Clueless. The snitch is Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park. <laughs> The crazy one is Jason from The Good Place, and the cynic with the heart of go- or the cynic who comes back is uh, Han Solo from Star Wars. Strong team, strong team. <laughs> what what strange groupings we have put put together? <laughs> William Shakespeare with Jason from The Good Place. Okay, let's let's see what happens as they sit around. Or uh, April Ludgate from Parks and Rec with Drax the Destroyer. I actually think those two would get along great. yeah that's gonna go well all right should we bring out our dead oh wait uh, yeah let's let andrew uh declare a winner real quick do we need to declare a winner first oh boy let's do that andrew which team is surviving our nebulously defined apocalypse I I've looked through the lists while you guys have been doing them. I've looked through each list multiple times at this point, and I feel most confident that if I wanted to like throw in with one of these groups for survival purposes, I'm going with Todd Max team. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, Todd coming in with the win here. <laughs> he doesn't have Albus Dumbledore coming in with the win. We might not be the funnest group, but we'll survive. I like it. Survival's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's better than the alternative, I I think. Uh, all, right, all right. Let's maybe just go category by category, bring out our dead, and we'll just uh, maybe go Todd back, Todd Peterson, then I will. So for leader, uh, who else did you have as options? I had Aragorn, uh, Jean-Luc Picard, and Ender Wigan. Ender from uh, Ender's Game. Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Those were my other three. I had no other choices. I was doubling down on this one. Wow. You, you knew Confident. what you needed. I had uh, Captain America, Yul Brenner's character from The Magnificent Seven, Storm from The X-Men, and President Bartlett from Oh, that's a good... Those are all good picks. Yeah. Uh, For scientist, I had uh, Tony Stark, Peter Parker, Donatello, the Ninja Turtle. (laughs) I respect that. I actually kind of really wish that I had him. I had uh, Bruce Banner also. Nice. I, I also had Tony Stark, but I also had MacGyver. Oh, that's good. Uh, my only other pick here was Doc Savage from the Pulp magazines, reaching, reaching way back. Oh my gosh, yes. He's one of those all characters right. that would have filled uh, a, a lot of roles on a team. So for Muscle, I just had basically any any other character played by Dwayne Johnson. Like uh, I, I had initially thought of Luke Hobbs from... Uh, from I had initially thought of Luke Hobbs from Fast and Furious, but then uh, my daughter reminded me of Maui, and I said, okay, it's Maui. Got 
Who do you have, Todd Peterson, for muscle? Did you have any? Muscle. Uh, The Colossus, but the Colossus from Deadpool. Ah, okay. Because he was he was solid. I think that defines Colossus fairly well. (laughs) He was solid. I was just doing the wait for it. Maybe we're recording too late. <laughs> Do you have any others? Well played. Well played, both of you. Uh, no. Okay. For a muscle, I also I had... Too deep uh, bench on that. Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Eleven from Stranger Things. And then I also threw in Katniss. Not so much for muscle, but just for uh, survival prowess. Physical survival. Ah. Those strong picks. Buffy, that's good. Uh, that was, you were You were going with muscle without, you know, the bulk. Yeah, so I did take the thing, so I really leaned uh, into the bulk. For, he is literally Rocky Bulk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for my doctor, I had Hawkeye, but not the one you're thinking of. I was thinking of Hawkeye from MASH. Ah, I had that one. I, I had that one as well. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good pick. Yeah. He's the other, I mean, he's another guy that you would think would, would be able to, you know, patch people up in in dire circumstances. Like, he doesn't need a battery pack just to turn on you know i'm just saying why of all the picks is that the one that's sticking in your craw <laughs> i just think it's funny i just think it's funny that if you're thinking like you know what i need when the world's coming to an end is a thing that's battery powered that like i need my doctor also, to be we'll, we'll never be completely dependent battle. on a power we'll, source we'll never be wounded or fall ill <laughs> the zombies attack he's just standing anyway. there watching okay i'll take that out in a minute guys you just you know do sorry do your best <laughs> just make sure nobody cuts the power <laughs> anyway <laughs> i think there might be a reason that i won this game and it, <laughs> because my doctor <laughs> is still going to be running when the power's gone but w- let's continue uh todd peterson did you have so any i had alternatives? Hawkeye, i had hawkeye pierce and i had bones from star trek the original series oh i thought of him too and and not so much because you know cause it takes all the tricorders and everything, but just because he would be, he he says good things. Okay, yeah. uh, I had uh, Doctor's House, uh, Doctor Cox from Scrubs, and Hawkeye uh, from. Oh, House oh. is good. You had Hawkeye also. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the only one. That um, I, that okay, so for entertainment. So yeah. So I had Quoth. If somebody was to take Quoth, I had um, in my back pocket uh, Tom Drill Marilyn from uh, Wheel of Time series. He's a great bard. Um, I also had Denna from uh, Name of the Wind, who's Quoth's uh, girlfriend, who's also pretty amazing. And my final pick that I would have taken, if, I think I re- this really would have been my number my number two behind Quoth, is... Um, the Court Jester, played by Danny Kaye in the film The Court Jester. I love that guy so much. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, my other entertainment is, was Scott Pilgrim mm. uh, or The Dazzler. Oh, from, The Dazzler. The Dazzler from Excellent. the old comics. Allison Blair, I think, is that her name? Yeah, she was Anyways, uh, the, a big... She would also be to help us out if... Uh, if we didn't have any lights, you know, we could do something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had uh, 
besides both, which Todd took, I also had Fred and George Weasley. I didn't know which one I was going to take. I had uh, Cliff <laughs> Clavin from Cheers. Uh, oh, that was it. Those, those are the only ones that I had that I didn't end up using. Wow, so you had William Shakespeare or Cliff. Yep. <laughs> that is uh, quite right. <laughs> now, how do you feel about my pick of Shakespeare? Interesting. I think I, think I went with the right choice there. <laughs> I think you probably did. Uh, so my troublemaker, my only alternative was uh, Loki. Oh yeah, that that fits. Oh, and I had zero. I was I shot the moon on that one on my yeah. Zephod Beeblebrox. I had Sawyer from Lost and Logan from Veronica Mars. Mm. Mm. Oh Logan, that guy. <laughs> Uh, he is a troublemaker. Yep. Um, so for double agent, my alternative was Percy from uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh, that is a great choice. Todd Peterson, do you have any others? Uh, like, I, I, I thought it was strong. For, oh, sorry, for double agent? Yeah. Double or agent. Double agent. I had Jason Bourne. Oh, oh man. Another good one. I just had Jack Bristol. But I kind of I kind of kept him further down the list because it was like does he know? <laughs> or or does he have to know or whatever so it just kind of He's like where am I? Who am I? I'm having all these flashbacks. You're like dude, just right. deal with your stuff. The world's ending. Come on. Like get it together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh my my other, my only one there was Jack Bristol from Alias. Ah, okay. That's good. That is a good pick. Um, I didn't have any alternatives for Totally Inept. I shot the moon on that one. Uh, Eugene Proctor, he was my guy. I had Tandy from The Last Man on Earth. Oh. Not familiar with that. I remember really loving the the pilot uh, of that show. The pilot was great. And then like this, there was a... Second or third season pilot that had um, uh, Kristen Wiig. It was kind of almost all with her. That was like the. That's maybe my favorite uh, half hour of television, maybe of all time. It's pretty amazing. Oh well, I'm but anyway, Tandy. But he was so annoying and terrible. Um. Okay. This was uh the only one. I, the other one I had was uh, totally inept. Season one, Chuck. Before he has any physical skills at all. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh, for out of touch, I had um, a, a couple of uh, a couple of other thoughts. One was Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and the other was uh, Mrs. Havisham from Great Expectations. Oh, that's a great, good one. Top They're both uh, pretty out of touch. Yes. Uh, I had, uh, I was trying to catch it. I had the Tim Robbins from the Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember what that <laughs> character's name was. Uh, Norville Barnes. There you go. Norville Barnes. And I had uh, Mona Lisa from Parks and Rec. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember her. She's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Money, uh, please. My loner was, well, I had thought of Mando, uh, but then I also thought of uh, Tom Hanks from Castaway. I had that as well on the list. He was alone for a while. I had Wilson. And survived. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, top piece I had uh, uh, I had Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead or okay. Michonne. That's a good call. I had like a whole line of people from The Walking Dead. I had uh, the Tom Hanks from Castaway and uh, what's his name from The Martian? I couldn't I couldn't remember the character's name, but The Martian, you know. Oh, the oh. guy. Uh, Watney, Mark Watney. There we go. Mark Watney. That's a, that that would have been a strong pick too. But then I had Mandalorian. As well, uh, so for the heart of the group. Yeah, for the heart of the group, I was between Doctor's wife from Blindness and Baby Yoda, hoping that. And and anyway, I went with the Doctor's wife, hoping that nobody would take Baby Yoda on the on the new the the kid, so that I could take him there, and it worked out. Nice. I had uh, Leslie Nope. Oh, that is a great pick. <laughs> As but, a backup. You would have, like you would have had the entire Nope. cast almost by this point. Right. It would, have, <laughs> it would have sort of been a Marvel movie crashed up against uh, the Parks and Rec. So. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, Snoopy uh, and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo and then uh, the oh, Mahdi from, yeah. from uh, Captain Planet. Todd, did you have any other naive new kids? <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't. I had Miles. I had Miles Morales from uh, Spider Verse. Oh, that's a good call. And I had just only because he's young, not because he's naive in any way. But uh, Ender Wigan, I thought <laughs> if there's any way that I could squeeze that kid onto my team, I would want it. But Baby Yoda took his place. Uh, I also had Aaron from The Office, uh, the one that gets the the new receptionist that get introduced like season five or six, uh, and then Kit Cloudkicker from Tailspin, the old Disney afternoon cartoon. Oh man, <laughs> that's a blast from the past. <laughs> Do you have any other snitches? Love that show. I I double played Lando in the snitch, but uh, that, once we sorted it all out, then I moved him out. Okay. I had uh, Peter Pettigrew. I had that one guy from The Matrix whose name I can't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, Joey Pants, Joey Pantaleone, that that guy, right? Uh, what's his name in the in the show? I don't know that one guy from The Matrix, uh, <laughs> crazy one who has actually write about everything. I also had Sean from Psych. That was my other pick there. Oh yeah. That would be that would have been fun on a team. Uh, I only had Don Quixote. I, I assumed as much, Todd. <laughs> you should have that on a T-shirt. I only had Don Quixote. Yes. <laughs> the only one I had in the crazy other is uh, Bob from Bob's Burgers. Okay. Uh, and any last? But I don't know who's crazy. <laughs> any no. any last cynics who come came around? I thought of um, the guy. Is his name Guido? The guy from Eight and a Half. Do you guys know this film? The Italian. Oh film yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy Guido. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, and one. then also, also the Rita Hayworth character from The Big Sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I had uh, the only <laughs> the other one I had was Fortune from Rudy, the the groundskeeper, who. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't watch Notre Dame football anymore. <laughs> That's a great, that would have been a great pick. <laughs> All right. Uh, any any other final thoughts about this draft, guys? We've we've definitely got a little long. 
I'm feeling better about the apocalypse. Better and ah. better. Ah, that's good. I hope we've picked up some spirits uh, with this. I I came after it with skills, but then after um, 50 whatever days of uh, quarantine, I realized your apocalypse team has to really just sort of like be be good folks. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the heart and the, the, the entertainment slash bard are really important roles to, to be filling once you're, uh, you're 50 days in. <laughs> you need those ones to be strong characters. Nobody like, wants you know. to survive if you're surrounded by terrible people. Yeah, that's why you need a William Shakespeare on your team, guys. Right there. <laughs> that's, that's why I quit watching <laughs> The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us, listeners. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'd like to thank Nick English, who designed our logo, and Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. You can reach us by emailing feedback at ProtagonistPodcast.com or us on Twitter. You can follow at ProtagonistPod or at Jadorowski. And our producer, Andrew, is at DizMinute, and our Facebook fan page is Facebook.com slash ProtagonistPodcast. Todd's, do you have anything you want to plug right now? I uh, I just wrapped up a second book. Um, it should be out in January of 2021. Uh, it's called Picnic in the Ruins. It's a little bit of a crime novel. It takes place in a fictitious national monument in southern Utah. So um, ask for it by name. It should, uh, yeah. And Picnic you can reach me at uh, Picnic in the Ruins. It's about it's uh, my attempt to be funny about uh, people who uh, steal stuff from national parks. (laughs) That's a a very niche (laughs) subgenre of comedy that you're you're really trying to stick a claim into there, Todd. I figure the field is wide open and ready to harvest. (laughs) I think you're ready to make a name. You will be the name in that subgenre of comedy, I think. That's right. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. (laughs) Uh, Todd Mack, anything you want to plug? Just everybody stay safe. Be happy. Wash your hands. Be careful. Wash your face. (laughs) Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away from everybody. We're going to get through this. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story. So long. So long. Okay. Am am I back now? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. I said I was going to mute because I have one of the... Is he oh doing boy. this on purpose, guys? Is this a bit? I can't tell anymore. It's a bit. Really? I did it. I, okay. The button looks like a press button, but it's actually like an electrostatic button. And if you just brush it, so I'll be careful, but I'm going to mute now. Okay. Sorry. That was, that was not good banter. That was bad banter. All right. I know. I feel like we're, we're off. Is that a practice or something? I know. I feel like a it's been bit. a while. Also joining us are also are, are, are blah, blah.